I could completely follow the plot of Tangled Before Ever After, and I enjoyed and understand the plot of Tangled Ever After. But let me tell you, Tangled After Ever After, really confusing to me. They seem to have recasted Rapunzel and Eugene, and it seems a lot more adult-themed, and it's not even animated anymore. I don't know what Netflix was thinking. Okay, what are you actually referencing? I don't know. I'm just, I went on Netflix. I found After Ever After. I assumed it's from the same series. I don't know what this is. Welcome, everybody, to the DCOM Duo podcast. Or the DCOM Duo. Well, I'm Kelsey. I'm Benji. We're today. Spoiler alert, we Spoiler have a alert. guest today. We're the DCOM Trio. For today only, except for the next time and previous times that we have guests. Uh, Bay is here as our guest this week. That's me. <laughs> Bay was one of our roommates back at Jank House. She watched a fair bit of decoms with us. A lot of season one. Yeah. Not as many later on. Yeah. You were there a lot in the beginning, for sure. You were there for this one that we're talking about this week. Yes, I was here for this one. Yeah. We, this week, of course, is Tangled Before Ever After. Not After Ever After. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, <that> was so <laughs> funny, too. <laughs> it's not After Ever After yet. It's, it's Before yeah, it's Ever before. After. And we see During Ever After. That's the... That's a show. That is the... Tangled Ever After is the sequel to this, or more accurately, Before Ever After is the prequel to Ever After. Ever After being like a little short that's just them getting married. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's a short that's like, oh, it's their wedding day, and Maximus and Pascal are like doing shenanigans. That all takes place after the show that we're watching in the movie. This, this TV show series, because this DCOM is... Basically, a one-hour pilot for the TV show that would go on Disney Channel. Yeah. And it's technically a decom, but this is the most in-technical only because it really just feels like a pilot episode to no, a TV for real. show. Yeah. Um, and it really makes you think that, oh, wow, Ever After has to be, like, really story-driven and significant based on the plot structure they're going here. And then the actual short they showed in theaters is just, like, a wedding. The short came out before yes. the movie and the anime. Yeah, they, they just went, oh, we can fit this in here. There's a couple years in canon. We can make some fun stuff happen. Also, this whole decom and everything we're talking about is based off the famous theatrical release Tangled. Yeah. If you haven't heard of that, I'm kind of surprised you clicked on this episode. Yeah, very famous Disney movie. Yeah, pretty famous. If you ever heard of Rapunzel... Uh, you ever hear Rapunzel? You know what she's from? from? She's from Rapunzel, but Rapunzel got translated into Tangled because they couldn't just say Rapunzel. They, they wanted they wanted it to be more like marketed to boys and girls. Tangled definitely is more of a boy advertising campaign. Yeah, no, because name. if they called it Rapunzel, boys would be like, I don't want to see that. So they called it Tangled. Yeah, they would say it's a princess movie. Yeah. And then Tangled is more of a... Quirky, um, fun. Yeah, a fun tomboy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. All right. So first, let's talk to our guest here, get to know her a little better. Bay, what is your history with DCOMs? Like, how how many had you watched before the marathon? Before the marathon? Yeah. At Jane House? Yeah. Um, I, I had watched a lot of DCOMs growing up. Um, but only a bunch from, like, the same era. So, like, we're talking 16 Candles, 
um, the 16 Wishes. Or 16 Wishes. And that's not even technically a decal. Right, which, oh, God. <laughs> um, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Oh, yeah. Camp Rock. Like, those were mine. Those were my High School Musical. High School Musical. Those were my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, the oldest I got was like Smart House, Luck of the Irish. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So before I would say, like, I don't know. I feel like I watched most of the movies I had seen before with the house. Yeah, we watched a lot of the big ones early. Yeah. So before maybe like 15 to 20, and now I would say like 30. <laughs> 30 to 50. 30 to 50, yeah. You can never really know how many DCOMs you've watched. I've watched them all, and I don't know. Yeah. Because right. you don't even know. I feel like every once in a while, you guys say something, and I'm like, I remember that, but I don't remember watching that movie. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Uh, Anything else you want to tell us about yourself, your life, your dreams, your aspirations? Uh, I mean, I'm just here having a fun time. Um. I majored in anthropology, so I'm really into dissecting people. So that might come up today. We'll see. What? <laughs> dissecting people's behavior. Oh. Dissecting people, like, actually. All no. right. I, I was hoping you were going to do Kelsey instead of me, so uh, we're good here. Yeah. If you want to just dig into her trauma, I got a psych background, so we can team, tag team this. This might turn into therapy. <laughs> now for a very special section that we didn't, we haven't been able to do. It's fan mail time. It's fan mail time. Fan we got mail. fan mail. Our first piece of fan mail. Yeah. I love that. All right. I hear it. Should I read it? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I don't have it pulled up. So, I'm I'm just gonna read this one straight. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah, Kelsey and Ben. This is right after our Starstruck our episode. Whoa, whoa, yeah. I'm also a movie fan and enjoying the DCOM duo. I just listened to Starstruck, your sixth episode. You both seem to have a bunch of fun and expressed with both your podcast and your reviewing skills. I'm adjusting to hearing Ben and Kelsey swear. However, Ben warned me about this, which was kind, so I will surrender. I heard in a recent interview that Lizzo's mom absolutely hates her language. In Ring of Endless Light, you mentioned the Oscars, and I will remind Ben that he promised that he'll take me to the Oscars when he is nominated. Do you have a goal length per episode, or do you just let it flow? This boomer listens at 1.5 speed. Also, Ben, your car is still named Betty. XOXO, Benji's mom. Yes, our fan mail was from Benji's mom. Thank you, Tammy. I love that. Yeah, it was fun to receive this. She texted me earlier asking, hey, what's the email address? If, if you want to give us mail, it's thedcomduo at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. That's spelled just like our podcast is, no spaces, underscores, or anything. Yeah. So to answer the questions, uh, we don't really have a goal time of when to talk. We just kind of talk. We've been slowly getting longer with episodes, which is slightly worrying, but yeah. we'll see if that trend stays or we just kind of had a lucky avenue with that. Yeah. Uh, yes, my car is still named Betty, but I never really call it Betty. That was kind of more my family thing, and then I kind of just took the car. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. The swearing thing, sorry if we do swear too much. Um, I know I like to throw bitch around. <laughs> I, I use bitch as a very loose term, so I'm not, swear, I'm not trying to offend anyone with that, I promise. And if, if you're offended, I'm very sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I did not ask before we started whether or not swearing was okay, so I'm glad it's got... Bro, yeah, it's, we swear. You know, every every episode is listed as explicit, but the cool kids will still listen. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're cool. Swearing, yeah. don't don't tell your mother. 
All right, Decon Duo Factos. This week, uh, Benji is going to take over the Factos because I didn't really get to it, and he volunteered to take over for me. Yes. So. Kelsey was like, oh, no, I didn't do it. And also, I want Chinese food. Yeah. So Faye and I went and got Lee and Chin for dinner before this, so. Worth it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I will, for the first time ever, and potentially, I won't say the only time. I'm guessing this will happen a couple probably times. probably do it again sometime. But I took... I didn't do the main movie notes. I'll still be Kelsey. Yeah. All you Kelsey heads out there can still be happy about that. Uh, I did the factos. So here are your DCOM Duo factos sponsored by Bay. Sponsored by me. Bay, give us money. Uh, I can give you some change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally think I have any cash on me. <laughs> so you I take can't Venmo. Yeah, do you accept Venmo <laughs> for sponsorships? All right. So, Tangled Before Ever After released on March 10th, 2017. I was a senior in high school. 2017. Mm-hmm. It was in college. It wow. is the 102nd DCOM, so by far the most recent one that we oh, ever viewed, and yeah, one of the most yeah. recent ones in general. Yeah, 2017. Like, 27 that long ago. It's oh. five years ago. Wow. Almost six. Almost six. I'm like, Which, I have been but out of college for a bit. The amount of decoms that were really slowed down at this point, and now we're at the point where it's like two a year. Yeah. So there really have not been that many since. Yeah. I will say that the quality has definitely gone up, though. With the- Recent years, I would say there was definitely a slump yeah. period of time. There's decom eras, and I'm sure as we get deeper into the podcast, we'll be able to better define those, but... yeah. Yeah, there's definitely errors of DCOMs. This is a point where, especially because, again, this is a glorified TV pilot. This is just a higher budget version of an animated show. Yeah. Side note, this is an animated movie. Yep. It's uh, the fourth yeah. animated DCOM. Oh, it's the fourth animated one. Yes. That's fun. I remember when this came out, and I think I did watch it because I'm like, a Tangled show. That sounds fun. I like the movie. I think I watched the pilot and I didn't watch any of the show. Yeah, I didn't watch, like, any of the show until Jank House. Yeah, we did watch some of the show after we watched the movie, but only, like, six or seven episodes, so not much at all. Yeah. And it is pretty much what you expect it to be. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Lighthearted. Yeah. All right, moving on to the director, or should I say directors. There are two directors. Wow. Uh, But the first director is Tom Caulfield. He directed many episodes of the show afterwards. Uh, otherwise, he mainly did storyboard art for a bunch of different films, a lot of animated films, but also some non-animated films. Not too much to say about him. The other director is Steven Sandoval. He also did TV episodes for the show, and he also directed multiple episodes of Owl House, Rick and Morty, Futurama, Gravity Falls, and is a producer for Owl House and Big City Greens. A lot of those are just big, popular, animated TV shows. It's fun. So that's just kind of his specialty over there. Yeah, it's fun to get some animated stuff because it's our first animated decom. So cool. Yeah, I'm. I don't typically recognize names, and I recognize his name, S- Sandoval. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about recognizing names, maybe you won't recognize these names in the cast, but let me tell you, you will recognize what they are in. I will say with a surprisingly strong amount of confidence. This is the most, like, other things 
people were in other than this. Like everyone that is in this cast has done has stuff. done a lot of other stuff. It makes sense because again, this is a TV show and it's animated. It's animated, and a lot of the cast comes from the original movie. Yes, basically every person that was in Tangled has lines in here. I think Mother Gospel is the only exception because yeah, she died. She died. Yeah. Um, but everyone who like did a role then is reprising their role here. Yeah. So there's a lot of big names there because with a big budget Disney animated movie, you can get big names. And then just with voice acting in general, you can get bigger names. Heck yeah. Uh, so first we'll start off with Rapunzel, who is, of course, Mandy Moore. Love her. She's done a lot of stuff. She's had two Billboard Top 41 hit songs. I'm saying 41 because... One of them hit 41, even though top 40 is usually the normal cutoff. Uh, those being Candy and I Want to Be With You, released mm-hmm. in like 99 and 2000. Mm-hmm. That's what she started with. But then she got some big roles. She was in Princess Diaries. Yes. She was in A Walk to Remember, which she won a Teen Choice Award yeah, for. Yeah, that's a big one. That, when her, Yeah, when she was a teenager, she was in that one. And it is very sad. It destroys me. And she sings in that one. Oh. And she also has a song in Princess Diaries. She played like the bully in princess diaries i remember that yeah she uh, has since done a ton of starring film roles obviously she's tangled like everyone in this cast is entangled we don't need to keep restating that but she's done a lot of films after i too many to list uh she's also a major role in this is us i love this is us great tv show and so cool because in that one she plays uh, she plays Rebecca, who's one of the main characters, and she plays Rebecca when she's, like, in her, like, 20s, 30s, and then they also, like, age her up, and she plays when she's, like, 60. So, like, just huge depth into playing this character throughout her entire life, pretty much, and it she does a great job. Like, This Is Us is a fantastic show, and I definitely recommend it. Oh, she's also done a bunch of other TV roles as well. Basically, Mandy Moore is a big deal. Yeah. That shouldn't be a shock. Yeah, we um, all know. And she's so talented and fun. We love Mandy Moore. Yeah. Next, we got Eugene Fitzherbert, a.k.a. Flynn Rider. It's played by Zachary Levy, just like in the movie. He was Chuck in the TV show Chuck. I don't know what that is. That was, I remember that show. I never watched it. It ran for like six seasons. Big, like, well-watched in like 07 to 2012, something like that. Oh. Where he's just like, I believe, a random office worker in like a office supply store and he turns into like an action hero secret agent guy oh cool yeah cool. he was shazam and shazam that's it pretty good really yeah he didn't realize that no yeah he was like the grown-up version <laughs> superhero shazam i feel like i should have known that you should rewatch shazam now that you know that that's I, flynn rider yes, i should <laughs> I also will mention he was Fandral in Thor, which makes him one of the rare actors to be someone in both the DC universe and the Marvel universe. There's not too many that cross over, and he's one. Uh, He's been in a bunch of other roles, less than Mandy Moore, but still everyone in this cast is in a ton of stuff where I'm leaving out things that everyone knows about. Yeah. And, like, like big roles I'm leaving out. Uh, Next we got Cassandra, a character written explicitly for this show and this movie yeah uh one of the lead roles of the show played by eden espinoza i think espinoza that's how you say espinoza. It. eden espinoza uh she was the original alphabet understudy behind adina menzel on wicked for broadway that's fun that's 
incredible. She was she got the lead during like a couple months segment where Adina Menzel was off filming a movie as well. So she was the alphabet for. Do you a know what bit. movie? I was have, it Rent? <laughs> it was not Rent. Aww. I remember I saw the move, like what it said the filming was for, and I didn't recognize it. So okay. I was hoping. Speaking of Rent, she was also the closing cast member of Rent playing Maureen, who, of course, is Adina Menzel's character. In the movie. So she has twice been just like, a, hey, you can do what Adina Menzel does, but slightly worse. So I wonder if Cassandra was pitched to Adina Menzel. No, Adina Menzel was already Elsa. At and? that point, they don't. They no. They she wouldn't, wouldn't do just some like not, Rapunzel's best friend. Not when you're already Elsa. Also, not for a side character. Yeah, in a TV show like that, I don't think so. All right, she's done a bunch of other theater programs. Um, she's currently the Queen of Hearts in Alice Wonderland Bakery on Disney Junior. So Good she's still doing Disney Channel work. Hey, That's, get get that bag. Yeah, I should mention the Disney Channel show. Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. That's the name of the so, show. Yeah, it's a weird name. Um, I wish they just called it Tangled Before Ever After the show. <laughs> <laughs> like High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tangled. The Tangled. Um, yeah, basically. She doesn't sing in the movie at all. Oh. She does sing in the show later on. We I've didn't see-, see it, but yeah. what, we've seen clips where she sings. It's like later on. Too. Yeah, when she turns evil. Spoilers. Spoilers. We we haven't even watched it ourselves, but we no. know that happened. Yeah, we heard her villain song. And Jeremy Jordan. <gasps> That's he's I'm, in the show. He's not in the movie. I love Jeremy Jordan. Actually, he what? is in the movie. He character is. He is. Yes, I saw him in the movie. Oh, he's kind of in the background. Yeah, fun. He doesn't talk. I'll bring it up when it happens. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. We got Queen Ariana, who is played by Julie Bowen. If you know, you might know the name. She was Claire in Modern Family, winning two Emmys for that role out of six nominations. I've never seen Modern Family. Great show. I love the show. Yeah. Definitely went on too long. I stopped watching at some point. But (laughs) during the time that I watched the peak early seasons, there's a reason it was winning Emmy after Emmy after Emmy. It's, It's very funny. It's a very good show. It's one of the peak mockumentary style shows, in my opinion. Cool. She's been in a bunch of other roles, both in movies and TV. She was in Ed, ER, Boston Legal, Lost. She's been uh, the yeah. leading lady in Hubie Halloween and Happy Gilmore, which are two very different ends of the spectrum Adam Sandler love interest stories. So <laughs> I just found that funny. That's like 30 years apart. She can still be the Adam Sandler love interest. That's funny. Uh, yeah. King Frederick is Clancy Brown. Oh, I I definitely know who that is. So that's Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. He's done an insane, like, when I was looking up his Wikipedia page, insane, like, took three full page scrolls to get through everything. Wow. Um, Just to get through, like, half of his stuff. A lot of voice acting, a lot of live action. He was in Shawshank Redemption. He was in Promising Young Woman. He was Lex Luthor in the DCAU. Uh, I can look that up. I didn't put it down in here. Because, again, he was in so much stuff. He was also Hank in Detroit Become Human. Oh, did you put that in for Bay? I did. (laughs) I love that game. (laughs) Uh, If you give me a second, I can look up what he was in Promising Young Woman. It's a really good movie. I just, now I can't stop picturing the king from Tangled before ever after going. <laughs> yeah, right, as Mr. Krasner. Yeah. His voice is so deep. It is, yeah. Um, Another 
like getting a little bit ahead, but another person whose voice is really deep is like one of the side character villains in this movie, which just like oh yeah, it was, it was like even deeper than the king. Yeah, it was so deep it sounds fake. Oh like, yeah, for real. Who did they get? Emily Thomas in Promising Young Woman. I don't know who that is. I wonder if he was one of the people that she goes to talk to to get revenge. I won't be able to tell I you. Don't know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, the only other person I was going to give a focus to, because a lot of get people have like one or two lines in here that are big names, but uh, Lady Kane was kind of the main antagonist of this film. Yeah. So she was played by Laura Benatti. She was uh, a star of Broadway for She Loves Me, opposite Zachary Levi, who of course was Flynn Rider, Eugene. So they met back up for this after both being the two leading roles of She Loves Me. That's wow. interesting. She won a Tony for Best Actress for Gypsy. Fun. And done a bunch of other Broadway roles and adaptions. She doesn't sing in this one either. No. Nope. They got all these theater people that are known for, like, musicals. And yeah. Mostly well, I think it's because the show, there was always planned to be some singing in the show. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of it as, like, its own singular movie when it really, like, extended further. So they yeah. were setting it up for later. Yeah. And a yeah. bunch of other people who were also minor roles in Tangled. It's like Jeffrey Tambor, Sean Hayes, Paul F. Tompkins, M.C. Ganey, all of which have done roles that everyone here has heard of. But there's too many of these people to talk about, so I'm just going to cut it off there. Yeah, that's fair. Also, no one is given credit for voicing Pascal or Maximus. Oh. So. Mm, I, yeah. No, they don't really say anything. I'd be surprised if they just reused audio. Yeah, also it could be like um, manufactured sound sort of a thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. No one actually said it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like created. Yeah. It's fair. All right. And then a couple of fun facts. Yay. Fun facts. Uh, the trailer for the series premiered during the other decom, The Swap. I love The Swap. Uh, it showed Rapunzel with long hair and clarified that it happened before Tangled Ever After. So. Every, like it was leading you to be mysterious of how's that happened, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's teasing the show as well. Cool. This is the first uh thing in the Tangled universe to explicitly say out loud that it's the kingdom of Corona. Oh, Tangled itself didn't say it's called Corona. I think it may have written it down, but what I found said it's the first spoken reference to it. Oh, which that became more relevant as people made coronavirus jokes. Yeah, yeah, whoops. They say it a, a couple times at least. Yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. Um, reruns of this movie on Disney Channel are shown as two separate episodes of the show. Really? It's a, it's not shown as the full movie. I'm guessing they're played back to back. Yeah. But it's considered two episodes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Where? that's how it was when I watched it. The premiere, I like recorded it. If they it. if they did do them separate, where would they even like cut? It's right in the middle. Yeah. It's just a two-part episode. I guess so. Um, and then also, the movie that we just out here, Tangle Before Ever After, states that the king and queen named Rapunzel. This is opposite of what the movie Tangled said, which states that Mother Gossel named. Did they actually say in Tangled that she named Rapunzel? They said that suggested. Well, that's think. because that's how the fairy tale goes. Yeah. That she named her Rapunzel because in the original fairy tale, um, the like evil witch steals her because the pregnant mother is like stealing all of the cabbage and lettuce and stuff. And that's like what Rapunzel means yeah. in German, I think. Um, but yeah, no, in, in Tangled, they have the flashback of her 
getting like stolen kind of yeah. in the king's memory and he goes Rapunzel yeah he does so they named her Rapunzel also I think she was older like she was like not a newborn when she got well that's what they suggest actually it's like yeah, a couple they suggest days she after. was taken as like a newborn she just has like a full she set just, of hair yeah, and looks like a one year old <laughs> yeah I guess the magic hair bit makes her look older yeah 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 you ever see a baby with a full set of hair you think they're 40 <laughs> They can vote and drink those babies. I think if you can grow a beard as a baby, you have to be allowed to vote. Yeah. So I think that this whole like timeline of the movie and the show is actually really fun and creative. Mm-hmm. That it takes place that in the in-between parts of her getting back to the kingdom and before they get married. Because mm-hmm. it's fun to play with like her trying to adapt to real life after she was stuck in a tower for 18 years Mm -hmm. like i just think that's really fun and creative and of course they have to bring back the hair of course because it's you can't you can't do a rapunzel thing without hair and then they so they have to explain why she gets it back why they can't just get rid of it and also they do have to get rid of it before they get married because in the short film they already show that she has her short hair again i don't think i watched the short film so i did not know that yeah she has her short brown hair like at the end of the movie Uh, oh of the marriage movie Okay. Of like the tangled. Oh yes, duh. Yeah, she has an actual movie. Yeah, here, little yes. When we are talking about four different things in the tangled expanded universe at the same time, it gets confusing. So we should start a system. All right, we're gonna say the OG movie is tangled. Is tangled. Tangled. We're gonna say the this movie is the decom we're talking about. This movie. The show is from now on going to be the, the TV show. show that followed that went three seasons. Yep. And then the short film. The short film is the one about the wedding. Well, I, they, yeah, I did. That's watch. called After Ever or whatever. It's called Ever After. Ever After. So I did not watch Ever cool. After. Cool. You didn't miss yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. They get married and Maximus and Pascal do shenanigans. So it's little yet. You're saying at the end of that, she has short brown hair. Well, at the beginning of it, too. Oh, okay. So the show has to establish that, like, she gets her hair back, right? And then eventually they find a way to get rid of it again okay. because when she gets married, canon, she it's... doesn't have her long blonde hair. Okay. And they can't recon that. No. Right. They can't. It's already... They already released it. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> and it's impossible to go back and retcon anything else. Exactly. They're not DC. Who's <laughs> just thinking that? <laughs> All right. Disney and from that, we can get back the control of the mic to Kelsey. Disney Plus description time. Let's do this. It may be the beginning of Rapunzel's happily ever after, but this fairy tale ending isn't exactly what she dreamed it would be. While Eugene quickly adapts to his new life of royal luxury, Rapunzel finds adjusting to life as a princess in Corona is harder than she imagined. Overwhelmed with new responsibilities, Rapunzel escapes with her friend and handmaiden Cassandra for a night of freedom that leads to the return of Rapunzel's long blonde hair. Can she accept all that it represents? Ooh. Mysterious. Fun. All right, we ready to dive into the movie? Ready to decom deep dive, Bay? I have lots of thoughts. Hooray, let's go. All right, so we open the movie, and again, we have Eugene, just like Entangled. He goes, this is a story of how I died and went to heaven. Wow, what a fake out. I thought he was going to actually die. Die again. And then he, like, quickly recaps what happened in Tangled, just in case you forgot. Or it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. 
Um, and during this, there's like cute little illustrations of like well, it's Rapunzel's paintings because she like painted her wall with the story of Tangled. Yeah, in her bedroom. They show it later in the movie. Yeah. So that's fun. I really I thought that was cute. It is very cute. Um, they established that it's been six months since she returned. So it's been six months since the original movie Tangled. Um, and her coronation to become the official princess is like in a couple days or whatever. Um, and also like this movie takes place between the original movie and their wedding, which we already talked about, but they also mention it in the beginning of like, oh yes, we got married, but before we got married, ooh, crazy stuff happened. They name drop the show and say they had a tangled adventure. Oh, oh my god. Was it Rapunzel's or was it Eugene's? <laughs> That's yeah, whose tangled adventure was it really? Ooh. And then we cut to a horse chase. Uh, yeah. I love that in the horse chase really fast that Eugene is riding on Maximus. Yeah, he is. They are like best friends now and I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of interesting that it's not Rapunzel on Maximus. It is Eugene on Maximus. Yeah. Um, Rapunzel's on a brown horse that apparently is like a lady horse that... Fidella. Fidella, ooh. Ooh. That Maximus has a crush on. Yeah, they're, they're very much shipping these two horses together. And from the few episodes we've seen of the show, I feel like they completely dropped that. Like, pretty much everything. Everything in the show. The show, like goes somewhere else they were like like immediately all this plot we set up we're not going to touch that for like a whole season yeah which we haven't gotten so far as to get back into the nitty-gritty of like the main plot of her hair it's like let's do these fun little side adventures yeah let's get to know these characters and i'm like i want the hair yeah i want like the deep plot actually but to the setup that you set up yeah exactly um okay so they're being chased by the guards for fun, I guess. For funsies. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that the animation's really cool. Okay. The animation style in this movie, they are not going to spend the money to do the 3D animation that they had beforehand. Of course not. And because of that, they made a very smart decision to not half-ass it and do 3D. They made a really well-looking 2D stylization here. I'm a big fan of it. Yes. I'm obsessed with the way this movie looks, and I wish more, like, shows, or, like, especially kids' shows... We're like done like this because it's very um like two-dimensional but like, it's like flair but with yeah like a lot of flair and it's just done in a way that is very like something i noticed really nice. and really appreciated is throughout the whole movie when we see every character even like minor background characters all of their heads are shaped differently their bodies are shaped yeah. differently there's no like copying and just slightly modifying people yeah in an era where we have like narrowed society down to three animation styles it's always good to see one breaking the mold and it's great to see one breaking the mold and look good that's super rare and that this movie gets a lot of props for that yeah i'm just happy that like the way they transitioned from a 3d animation to a 2d they weren't lazy with it they found like a really cool unique art style to do with it and I, i i appreciate it i think it's fun to transition it the world the whole world that we already know into this new art style and it feels yeah. pretty seamless you know something i'm just kind of connecting here is like it is them telling the story and rapunzel is an artist so maybe it's like her like drawing out the story yeah that's a fun theory yeah but either way i do like that it is very artistic which is very representative of rapunzel in general yeah i feel like it does kind of reflect her art style yeah definitely yeah it's it's just the best part of this movie, and that's not doing this movie any downstream. It's just saying the animation in this movie is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's what makes you want to continue watching. Yeah. The plot itself and everything, there's always stuff you can pick out of that. But, like, 
you can not like this animation style and I would understand, but you can't say it looks bad. Yeah. Right. It's also, it's easy to transition from the movie because it is the same voice actors, which is awesome yeah. that they got like Manny Moore and Zachary Levi to reprise their roles because it like, oh, I fully believe that this happened after Tangled, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's also a thing where, yeah, I just mentioned how many things everyone else has been on this. And like, oh, this is a voice acting role that is super easy to go to. But like, remember when Disney all did all the direct to DVD sequels and stuff and they could only get one voice actor to return for like yeah. Aladdin 2 or whatever? Okay, but guess what? What? Mandy Moore is in Brother Bear 2. Is she? She really? is. Well, she's not in the first one because her character didn't exist in the first one. But it's funny because the main character, Kenai... Um, his voice actor didn't come back, but they got Patrick Dempsey to come on. Patrick Dempsey, who is like Derek from Grey's Anatomy, and he's in Enchanted with he's, Athena Menzel. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy. He comes back to voice Kenai in the second Brother Bear and also Mandy Moore. Why did Brother Bear pop off? Brother Bear 2 popped off. Was the movie good? I like it a lot, actually. Okay, I, I'm going to trust you, but I actually genuinely do not trust you. I mean, it is a, like a DVD Disney sequel. <laughs> Back to Tangled. Um, okay, so they're like doing this race, and then uh, Rapunzel goes like bunny crossing, and there's a oh bunch of bunnies, and then all of a sudden they like end up in a huge pile. I was gonna talk about that too. Yeah, it's, isn't it weird? It is weird, and they're like, I'm like they're all fine, and then later the uh, one of the guards has one on his head, dr- like running at full speed on a horse, and I'm like. <laughs> That poor bunny. He's so scared. These poor bunnies are traumatized. Um, they like jump over a river, and the guard fall. The captain he falls in the river. Yeah. It, ultimately, it's just generic action sequence. Yeah. To start a film. Yeah. yeah. It there's not too much more to it than that. It's just like a hey, you're gonna get take a chance to look in this new environment. Here's the new character designs. They're still recognizable. Yeah. Um, we're going to set out the base exposition, et cetera, et cetera. But we want to do an action scene at the beginning because that's going to get you more entertained right away. And you can see the fun stuff of the animation before having your opinion set like, yeah. oh, it's not 3D anymore. I dislike that. Yeah. So they end up at the wall of Corona and Rapunzel climbs to the top. And then um, she's looking out to the beautiful wilderness and Eugene joins her. And then she goes... Have you ever seen anything so beautiful? And he goes, Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, he's talking about Rapunzel because they're in love. We already know that they're in love because we it's watched the movie. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and then they're about to kiss, but the guards cut them off. Something I want to say about this wall around Corona. Yeah. I have never seen it in any picture at all because Corona's an island. Is it really? Yes. Oh, because they cross, like, a bridge to get into, like, the main city. Yeah. I bet Corona just um, actually stretches out to Moreland beyond, and that's, like, the capital city. The capital city. Yeah. yeah. That would yeah. make sense. Because even in the movie, they show it, like, with a big bridge going into, and, like, an island yeah, with the I castle. And that's, I'm, like, like, the capital. Yeah. They actually own land, and the wall is what they own. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, then you see kind of Rapunzel. She's like, she's longing for adventure. She wants to get out into the wilderness. This is her entire character for this film, so I hope you're yes. ready for that. Yeah. Literally, for a character that we all know, it, this, this movie, this movie, the DCOM, <laughs> is established on the fact that you already have watched 
the OG movie, Tangled. And therefore, you know that Rapunzel is a multidimensional character. If this is your first introduction to the Tangled series. Why? Yeah, I would it be. That's a good. That's a good Go point. Go watch the movie, the it other should, one. It should not have been your introduction. Um, but Rapunzel is not really a multi-dimensional character here. She is a one-dimensional character in this movie, which is just. I want to go explore the world. Yeah. I don't like being tied down. I feel like that's fair for a one-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. Again, we should mention, this is, yeah. I believe, the single shortest decom at 55-minute runtime. Yeah. Yeah. It's 55. really short. All right. So then we get uh, the Disney Channel original movie title and then, like, the title card for the movie and a song starts playing. It is called Life After Happily Ever After. There are two songs in this film. This one runs for, like, 10 minutes. It's like it's very much a talking and yeah. singing exposition song. Look, both the songs are bangers, but yes, this they're they're very um This one does not feel like a song because again, it's just there's more talking in the song than the singing. Yeah. But the song itself is fine. I got this nothing about wrong life it. after happily ever after. Sounds very similar to the song later, and they kind of play off of each other. Because then they reprise it together. Yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah. Why. So that's why I say they're both bangers. Yeah, because they're like the same. Yeah, they're the same. Kelsey's um, rating of DCOM songs would disagree with your assessment. I'm sure I kind of sick of it eventually, but it's a it's lot of still this, good. It's a lot of the same like melody, like up and down. So I yeah, it. and it's hard to rate it too because it is very different than the other DCOMs. Like it's way more. Broadway. Yeah. I'm not going to say how does this rank against the Tangled film songs, but I will ask how do you feel that they feel tonally? Do you think it fits with the same song vibe, song feel, and like tempo, speed, everything as like Tangled? You can, you can definitely tell that it's different. Yeah. The vibes are different. And maybe it is also because it's an, it's a different animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like getting with the movie, it, it still feels like Tangled enough. But also, it's like it feels like we're in a new era, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm. I definitely agree. It feels more like, like you said, Broadway and less yeah. like musical in the moment. Disney movie, yeah, like M- Disney less, production movie. Yeah, less Disney movie, more like Broadway musical number. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that might be part of the like Broadway always feels more raw. Yeah, and Disney, for sure, is just a company that refines everything to a fine point. Yeah, so that could just be like a production change on it. All right, so the song is going, and they're starting to go through the town, and we see Cassandra for the first time. That's her handmaid, um, and she's helping Rapunzel learn how to be a princess. In the town is also where you see um, Jeremy Jordan's character. Yeah. It's, like, right after Cassandra is shown, and isn't he her brother? Was he her brother, or did we just think that? I don't think he is. Maybe they're not, but I I don't remember. I did see him, and, like, I don't think it's his... It's, like, part of his face. Uh-huh. But, like, very, like, distinct body, like Benji was saying. Like, yeah. They're all very distinct characters. So yeah, and he's in the first episode of the show. Yeah, so... So they definitely already had the character design, because oh, I assume yeah. the show started, like, immediately after. I don't actually yeah. know that, but... Yeah, it probably really soon after. So a little sneak peek of that character. Yay. I th- yeah, I don't think they're actually siblings, if I remember. We just thought they were. I made that up. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Let us know if we're wrong. I don't want to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, Okay. It said that the series premiered, um, like, right, right two weeks after the movie. Yeah, I like so. that that's what you looked up instead of, are they siblings? Yeah, are they oh, siblings? I, I, don't, 
I can I can find that out. I can find like that out. Give me a second. Um, what's his name? What's his I name? Know, Jeremy Jordan. It's played by Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan, shout out. He was in the last five years. Uh, he almost Newsies. had Zach. Yeah, he's in Newsies. He almost had Zach Efron's part in The Greatest Showman. You didn't know that? Mm. Oh, yeah. He had the part, and then they cast Zach Efron instead. All right. I find nothing saying the two of them are related. Yeah. Okay. They're so just we, like friends. So we did make that up. <laughs> we made it up. I'm pretty sure in the first episode, when we watched the first episode of the show, we were like, what? They're not siblings. Yeah. Okay, um, so they're going through because Sandra's helping her out. Um, uh, we learned that the guards have, like, double security for the weekend because it's coordination weekend. Um, the king is there, and he's like, double the security. My daughter's important. And then he also gets to sing, which is fun because the parents don't talk at all in the entangled. Yeah. So it's fun that they, like, get to talk, and the dad sings. Well, I mean, in this beginning part, it's entirely the king just... Singing and talking. Yeah. yeah. The, the mom does talk later. Later. But she it does, does not right now. It does look like for the first half of this movie that, oh, they didn't cast anyone for the mom. Right? Yeah. Literally us when we saw Frozen 2, I'm like, bet the mom's not going to talk at all. But then she did. I'm like, this will, I literally whispered to the person next to me when she spoke. I'm like, and that's the last we'll hear from her. And then she started singing. She sang a whole song. Yeah. <laughs> so we feel similar to Rapunzel's mom. Yes, but she, do. she does get to talk later. Not right now. No, it, it feels like it deliberately cuts away from her. Right? Yeah. Like, we don't care about what she's thinking right now. Um, okay, Rapunzel asks her dad for some, like, downtime, and he doesn't really answer her. He's just uh, annoyed at Eugene. She's like, can I get out more? And he's like, what's up with your boyfriend? And Eugene gets to saying, yay, we love Eugene. Um, and he's, like, living it up. He's like, oh, yeah, I live in a castle now. And he's like, I'm going to propose to Rapunzel. And then he goes, life he will be. He likes life as it is. Yeah, he's like, life will be just like strawberry sherbet when she becomes Miss Eugene Fitzherbert. I think that's a really cute <laughs> rhyme sherbet with Fitzherbert. Um, and he's a good singer. We already knew that. Sweden. Um, and then Rapunzel starts singing about how her world feels so small, even though she's supposed to be happy now because she's free. But is she really free? It's Society's holding her down. Well, um, at this point, she's traded a tower for a nicer cage. Oh, well, it's definitely a cat. better. Yeah, yeah, it's way better. But also, she just wants to, like, explore the world because she's literally been stuck in a tower her whole life. Yeah. And now she's stuck in a bigger tower. It's a castle. Yeah, it's a bigger tower. And she has, like, princess duties. Like, I feel like maybe she'd be a little happier if she found out she just, like, came from a normal family in the village. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where ultimately I'm not going to feel that much empathy because she's still a royal and there's going to be a lot better than a life. Yeah, yeah. A you're right. She's thing. privileged now. Um. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you can feel sorrow for the rich and wealthy. Yeah. yeah. You can just feel sorrow for the people. Bad for her because she's literally kidnapped as a baby. Yeah. And she just wants to live her life because pretty much 18 years of her life was ripped from her. Yeah. Of living out in the world. Hey, at least she figured out the hair issue and that's not coming back. Her hair is so cute right now. It's a short little brown oh hair. I love it. Short brown bob. Okay. I just really want to really quick want to talk about how they do the hair like they yeah. draw the hair yeah it's like in like 
strips of different colors kind of Ooh, I, for like shadows yeah for like shadows and bright brightnesses and i'm just like i really love the way they did it so her brown hair is cute. so good i wish she had to keep it yeah she gets it for like 30 minutes all right, then uh, we cut to, like, a two-second scene of a kid hanging up posters for the coronation, which Benji's like, this is a little late for the coronation, but I think the coronation's tomorrow. I'm not saying it's late for the coronation. I'm saying it's late to hang posters yeah, for no, it. Yeah, no, you're like, it's a little late for that. Well, I think the coronation's, like, tomorrow, and people are coming into the kingdom for it, so it's fine. He's hanging up posters so that people coming in will be like, oh, my God, the coronation. It's coronation day. It's coronation day. Frozen. Look. Um, and then, okay, a rat steals the poster and uh, brings it to Lady Kane in the sewers. And she and, he, and she burns it. Yeah. Because she's evil. She burns it while holding it, like the bad bitch she is. Yeah, she, like, takes a lighter. So did she train this rat? Yeah, she has, like, evil servant rats. Why didn't she use this in the main conflict? What are the rats going to do? They're just going to kick the rats. They make all the rules. Well, if you get, like, a ton of rats, like Ratatouille, they can tie up a guy and throw him in a closet. So. Yeah, I feel like you are underestimating the power of rats if you're saying they can't be We're useful. Rats. We're the rats. This is where we see all of her, like, men, too, for the first time, right? No, I think she recruits them. Or maybe, like, one guy. Yeah, one guy know. with, like, the long hair that yeah. looks like Dracula. And they, like, recruit guys later. I don't know. We get, like, little snippets of the villains later, so we'll get there. Yeah. All right, so back to Rapunzel and her parents. They are welcoming their guests to the castle. Uh, Rapunzel, like, hugs the first lady, like, super, super tight, bear hug, and everyone's, like, appalled. Yeah. Basically, if you take someone's uh, first 18 years of life away and have their only social interactions be with someone who abducted them, uh, they're not going to be well socially adjusted to be a princess. No. That's she's honestly doing really well. Yeah, she's doing well for probably because Probably because it would not be as fun of a OG movie if they showed a lot of the terrible mental health that she would probably be having. Yeah, yeah. no, she handles it well. She's still quirky, little fun Rapunzel, which is good considering how she was brought up. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's why I like that they set the show and the movie in this time set because we get to see her just... Because, like, she's not going to fit in right away to normal society. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. So they're like, Rapunzel, stop hugging people. And she's like, okay. And then the next guy's like, a general. And she's like, can I call you Jimmy? And he's like, no. He's super offended. Yeah. And then she's like, well, welcome. Anyway. Yeah, welcome anyway. And then there's... She's trying. (laughs) Yeah, she's trying her best. And then there's the Duchess. And Rapunzel's actually being really nice. She's like... I like your hair. And the Duchess is like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're not wearing shoes. This hair actually becomes relevant. Yeah, it does. So. She literally says, like, if you were, like, hip or whatever, you would know that the bigger the wig, the bigger, like, the status or whatever or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then weird. she's like, you're not wearing shoes and that's weird. And like, yeah, poor Rapunzel, why would she wear shoes when she grew up? She never wore shoes. She was in the tower. And I'm sure if you didn't wear shoes for 18 years. They are mean. I'm sure shoes would hurt if you've never worn them. Yeah, for 18 years. Your feet would not be well adjusted for them. They need to start out with some, like, flats. Yeah. Or something that's easy. What I don't get is they always say, oh, she has to wear these shoes. She has to wear these shoes. Maybe this is just because I'm a dumb guy who doesn't notice things. But when they're wearing these dresses, you don't see their feet. Literally, her 
feet get covered later and they're like, oh, you have to wear your shoes, though. And it's like, why? You can't see her feet. Yeah. And then she has trouble walking in them. Yeah. But, like, in the dress she was wearing when she was introducing you people, could see her it was a little bit shorter. Yeah. And same with, like, in the movie when she first, like, was yeah. in the town and the mom was like, no feet. I feel like you just get her in some flip flops, paint her nails, and say it's the style. Yeah, call it a day. Yeah. All right, so that night, Rapunzel is out on a boat and she's sad. And Eugene shows up to try and cheer her up. And Rapunzel asks Eugene if, like, is this life really what you dreamed it would be? And he's like, You're my dream. So as long as you're with me, then the answer is yes. Stop. Stop. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. I just love, like, in this whole movie, he's just, like, super sweet to her. He's the most supportive. Yeah. He's, Because we already saw all of his character growth in the movie, so we don't need to do that again. Uh, This is her character growth. Yeah. So he's just, like, in love with her, and it's super sweet. Um, And then she's like, I love you, too. And he's like, well, then what's wrong? But, like, the problems aren't about him. Right. It's about that she feels confined. She still loves Eugene. Um, yeah, so he's like, what else would you want? And she's like, nothing. And then they're about to kiss, and Cassandra interrupts them, and Eugene falls in the water. Cassandra. Yeah. Well, we already kind of did. Yeah. And so she's back, and you, we're establishing that, like, Cassandra and Eugene do not get along. They're not friends. They don't really tell us why. No, they just, like, bicker, which is fine. Like, that could just happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both, like, you know, he's... Rapunzel's boyfriend and she's Rapunzel's best friend, so they're gonna. Well, they're not really heads. best friends. They really kind of just met each other. She, they're like best friends. But they are. They have are. any other friends? Yeah. Cassandra is also her lady in waiting, which means she's been there every day with her for the past six months. Yeah. So, and Rapunzel hasn't really been out much. So yeah. So yeah. best friends. <laughs> All right. So next morning, uh, Rapunzel gets going to town, and she's like super excited about it. Uh, but the guards are, like, super close to her, and they're not letting her do anything. Can we talk about how the guards just straight up, like, slap some people in the face? We'll <laughs> get to that. That's so funny. We'll get... That's at the end. We'll get okay, there. sorry. Oh, it's, it's okay. I'm skipping ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's, like, a juggler that's juggling fire, and they, like, throw water on him. <laughs> there are these... Guards are pretty rude, must I say. They just go like, no, you cannot do anything. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's the girls from the first movie that like to braid hair. And they like call Rapunzel over, like, oh my gosh, come here, let's braid hair. But instead, the guard sits down and starts like pulling on this girl's hair. Yeah. Also, that part made me a little sad because I'm like, well, Rapunzel's hair is too short to braid now. Then braid now. Or they can show her how to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a fun little callback. But then the guard starts, like, abusing this child's oh, like hair. Holding her, yeah. Like, holding her backwards. Yeah, her pony for real. Um, okay, and then they're going through, and everyone's trying to, like, kind of touch her. Yeah. And, he's, and the guard's slapping the hands away, and then he just fully slaps the guy across the face. Yes. It's so funny. I'm like, what? so rude to your people. That poor guy just gets slapped in the face for no reason. Oh he's not doing anything wrong. Just standing there. Like, just standing there, too. Some of them weren't even trying to touch her. No, that guy was just standing there, and he gets slapped in the face. Maybe, yeah. These these guards just go, oh, I can commit verbal and physical assault on people for free? Let's go. It's all like a good game. Of safety of the princess. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why everyone works in security, right? Yeah. And then it's made a 
lady offers Rapunzel a cupcake, and the guard, like, pokes at it and smashes it. Which, I want to say this much, out of all of them, we know Disney princesses. That's the most reasonable one. You're right, you're right. Snow White, who's, that's also a German. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, Germans are warning against eating mysterious objects, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Don't forget Giselle from Enchanted. Oh my gosh, yes. Patrick Dempsey, and then he voices opposite Manny Moore in Brother Bear 2. <laughs> All right. Um, so then that night, Rapunzel and Cassandra are talking, and Rapunzel's like, I just want to go out and see the real world. And Cassandra's like, we can sneak you out tonight or something. And honestly, Cassandra, like, the whole time when I first saw this, I'm like, she's definitely going to be evil, right? Yeah, I'm like, why is she bringing her, like, why is she offering to sneak her out? She, she just feels... seems evil because of her dark hair. Yeah. She's just kind of an evil, like, look. Yeah, but really, I feel like it's just good representation representation for people that have a little darker look. Yeah. But are actually nice. They're actually good. She's just, like, hardcore. Hardcore. So, and, but she's nice. Well, later in the show, we know that she does have an evil, um, like, plot line. So like, oh, we were right. But I think then she like comes back around to prob- good probably. Yeah. She's just the foil character. We don't need to look into it do- too much yeah. deeper than that. There's always in shows like this a character who is not necessarily evil, but is the person that's going to be pushing back on the ideals more and challenge society more. Yeah. And that's Cassandra's role. That is Cassandra. Yeah. She's like a badass. She is. That that's her role. She yeah. is the badass yeah, because they don't want, they want Eugene to be more emotional and goofy. Yeah, and he took the badass role in Tangled. A little bit, yeah. I am really glad that they gave him more of like a, an emotional story yeah. for this, and I like that Cassandra took the badass character because she yeah. we want an, an empowered female character. Yeah, we don't need to see Eugene rebelling right now because no. it makes sense. He wants to like do well, blend in, like, fit into his new role in society. Yeah. And it'll be Cassandra that's breaking the rules and taking Rapunzel out. Yeah. Um, okay, so then at dinner, Eugene is put at the kids' table, and Cassandra's like, I got to do the seating chart, mm-hmm. and so I put you at the kids' table. Ha ha. Sucks to suck. It's because they hate each other for some reason. Um, and then they're, like, eating dinner, and Eugene, like, shows up at the royal table, and he... He just starts, like, giving a speech randomly in the middle of dinner. Yeah. And he starts to propose, and he has a ring and everything. He he did what he's saying he was going to do. He went, hey, let's get married, and Rapunzel loves it. Oh, my gosh, because he's saying, like, the sweetest things ever. Yeah. And he doesn't know when to stop. No, he talks for way too long. The entire plot of this movie would have been stopped if Rapunzel early, eagerly said yes. Yeah, she's like so excited in the beginning because he's like, "Oh my gosh, I love you so much!" Yeah, she's like you're everything I ever dreamed of. But then he's yeah. like, "I want to be here forever and ever and ever. I want to live here, here with yeah. you forever." forever. And she's and like, forever. Just, she's like here forever and yeah. repeats and repeats. Yeah, and she starts to freak out forever, forever. What's forever. that from? You don't know what that's from? I I know I've Sandlot. Ah, Sandlot. I'm like, I know I've seen that before. Yeah. Forever. That's from Sandlot. Um, okay. So she's like, freaks out. She's like, I love you, but I can't. I can't do this right now. And she leaves. And poor Eugene is just kind of there. She ran out on, on a marriage proposal yeah. on Oops. her coronation. Coronation Eve. Cor- coronation Eve. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then in her bedroom, Punzel feels really bad. Um, but just isn't the right time. And Cassandra's like, 
let's sneak it out. Because Rapunzel's like, I just want to get out. I want to think. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. She needs a chance to breathe. Yeah. So Cassandra's like, let's go. And she opens up a closet that's, like, in Rapunzel's room. And it's full of just all sorts of knives. I feel like Rapunzel should have noticed this by right? now. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the hell? Or did they, like, go down the hall or something? They didn't show anything. They were just suddenly in a room with a bunch yeah. of knives. Yeah. It's, it's all in a closet. And Cassandra's like, yeah, my dad's the captain of the guards. Again. I have a lot of knives. Very, very evil vibes. Yeah. Also badass. Yeah. Right, so like she's definitely evil, right? She turned, she changes into like her warrior outfit. Like she looks evil, but she's not. She looks evil, and then she's taking the princess out. Kind of sus. Kind of sus. Why is she trying to get Rapunzel out? And what? She's gonna set off the entire plot. Okay, uh, Rapunzel tells Pascal to like make sure no one knows that we're gone, Pascal, my little lizard friend. What's he supposed to do? Good job in the beginning, actually. My question, exactly. What is he supposed to do? And then, well, he did a good job, actually. So Yeah, so Eugene shows up to the bedroom to see Rapunzel. And, um... Of course, to talk yeah. about his failed proposal. Yeah, actually, it's something I want to mention before we get into this part. Uh, Cassandra calls Rapunzel Rabs. Raps, raps, like raps, like Rapunzel. R-P-A-P-Z. Yeah, raps. Like an edgy, uh, 10-year-old... Yeah. Trying to come up with a cooler thing for rap. I hate it. It's yeah. It's it's gross. It sounds bad. Call her Zell. Yeah. That's there's a there's a book that's a Rapunzel retelling and it's called Zell because she goes by Zell. I love. Right. That's way better than raps. Yeah. What? Okay. I think it should be Pizzi. Yeah. Just do the middle. (laughs) Pizzi. That's much like something else. Puns. Puns. Hey, puns. Puns with a Z. Puns with a Z. Oh, well, Eugene calls her blondie. Well, not right now because she has brown hair. Yeah. They say, hey, brunette. Hey, brunetti. (laughs) Brunetti. Why don't you call me brunetti, Benji? Doesn't sound good. Next episode, you're getting called Brunetti. <laughs> Let us know what you think the best nickname for Rapunzel should be. Yeah, in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now uh, Eugene's at the door, and the guards won't let him in off orders. Like, Cassandra said no. And he's like, what, Cassandra? A lady in waiting? Like, she's not a lady, because they hate each other. Um, Wouldn't call her a lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he traces, like, bushy little chest scarf thing. His ascot? Oh, that was called his ascot to the guard, and that's how he gets led into the bedroom. And Pascal's like, fuck. And he makes a little silhouette of Rapunzel and actually does like a really good job. Really good. Like behind one of those like changing changing screen. thing. Yeah. Like a screen. Yeah, it's like a screen. I'm glad you came up with better words for that than I just Because I know what it is. I just can't I it's a, a I'm room glad divider. It's yeah, yeah. Well it's for like specifically yeah. for changing your clothes behind. So when yeah. you don't have a bathroom in your room, but you still want to get naked in front of people without them seeing. I have to let you clarify and add that part. It's not really in front of people. Well, it's in the same, in the same room. Yeah. In the if, same room. if you're just getting dressed with no one there, you don't need to block that out. Yeah. yeah. Were these actually used in real life or is it just yeah. a plot for like movies? No, sure. this is stuff I've seen that in like old timey places. It's fun. Yeah. And I was going to say people buy like things like that just to a divide a room too. Yeah. Probably, especially for like when you have servants that help you change and stuff. It's yeah. like, let me go behind the screen to hide especially, my naked body. Especially when you 
you're putting on like the undergarment parts, like on yeah. the, like four sets of dresses. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So then Pascal makes the silhouette. And it looks just like her, so good for him. And it's Eugene, scary. Eugene's like, "Ah, oh, Rapunzel, there you are." And he like doesn't question why she's just kind of standing behind the thing. Yeah. Um. And he like really, like, pulls. He like pours his heart. heart out. Yeah. He like says tons of sweet things to her, just like. It feels genuine. It feels genuine. He's like, "It's okay if you're not ready right now. Like, I just, I love you, and I want to be with you. I was just so excited to start our lives together." He is being such a good, supportive boyfriend. And yes. he's like, I'm sorry if I rushed you. Yeah. And I think Cassandra, oh, this might be later, so I'll hold off. Yeah, but Pascal's, like, crying. But, yeah, Pascal's crying he's behind the so screen. He also tries to get a fly with his tongue. Um, and he his eyes off the prize. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the head falls off. <laughs> and she's like, what? And then the thing falls down. And uh, Eugene's like, oh, my God, I just poured my heart out to a frog. <laughs> Which he's a chameleon, but he calls him a frog in the original movie. So, haha, back. Yeah, come back. And then he's like, Did You know, this is based off of a movie. <laughs> Remember the movie? I don't know if you've seen it before. It's called Tangled. Um, and so he's like, Fuck, I gotta go find Rapunzel. And we'll see that the guard, like, loves his little ascot. Yeah. <laughs> like, really likes it. Like, it just brings, it brings out my mustache. Yeah, he says. funny. I love that you, like, keep calling back to that yeah um okay so then we get another scene of the villains the evil villains making their evil plans yeah um and this is when he's like recruiting yeah the with, other evil guy the real deep voice yeah the guy with the deep voice and they're like we can get revenge on the king and his princess the the guy who's doing the recruiting for lady kane uh-huh. he like i'm sorry but he just reminds me of beans because he's tall and like skinny and long brown hair. Nice. And like a longer face. So I'm like, this is Beans. That's Beans. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know who Beans is. If you, 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 these are the other guests that we've had so yeah, far. If, yeah. If you don't know, listen to the Genius episode. It's only two hours long. You can just pause this one right here. Yeah. Go listen back. to all that. Uh huh. Comment in its comment section because I believe we asked you to do like, that. Like and subscribe. <laughs> and then you know who Beans is. And, and then ring the bell. Back. All right. All right. So back at the castle, the girls are sneaking out. Eugene is looking around the castle. Oh, I guess we're not focused on the girls right now, but we see that they're like sneaking out. Um, Eugene's looking around the castle and the king finds him. Uh oh. And Eugene's like covering up what he's doing and the king is sus. Well, he's sus of Eugene. Yeah. And he's like, like I want to go see Rapunzel because she, remember last time he saw her, she stormed out and was upset because Eugene tried to propose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she's like, no, 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 she just, like, wants some time alone, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll give her some time alone. So he's being a good dad right yeah. now, of like, okay, I'll give her some time. Um, he needs space. And he also hints that, like, he doesn't want them to get married anytime soon, because he's like, we'll talk about that much later. But calls, but the king specifically does call him son. He, like, says... We, we're that just might be him that. referring to younger people. I understand that, but it feels like very significant to just throw at him, at Eugene specifically. Uh, so I, I don't know. If I, I think it's if anything in it's the in the power. more in the yeah. more demeaning way than the yeah. loving way. Don't call me. <laughs> don't call me dad. 
<laughs> so the girls are sneaking out. And Rapunzel's like so stoked to be like sneaking around. She's so excited. Yeah, she's not you, good at in it. In this movie, she's a one-dimensional character, which is just like, uh, I want to go do things. Yeah, I want oh. to do things. They, like they move the box, and she's like, it's the script. <laughs> yeah, she's so excited. And Cassandra was like, it is, it was before you announced it to everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. I um, love that part. Also, Cassandra has an owl friend, and his name is Owl. Yes. That's how they knew where the guards were going to be. Mind the fact that she's the daughter of the of the guard head. Like, how did he know the guards were going to be there? I thought she was going to say, because I know their routine because my dad's the captain. But she goes, no, I have eyes in the sky. And yeah. her owl comes. The owl never, like, said anything to No, her. it never, like, no. hooted or anything. So that actually didn't help her much. Yeah. And so maybe she just looked up and the owl was like, ooh. The, the owl goes... Like flat. I, I guess I can't show that in an auditory <laughs> only nod, thing, yeah. which just goes, "Hey, over here with your head," and you just go, "Uh, uh." Everyone knows what that sounds mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, like Rapunzel asks her what the name is, and she's yeah. like, "Owl." His name's Owl. You're really acting like you don't like her right now. <laughs> That's such an uncreative name for an owl. It's like naming your dog dog. Yeah. yeah. Or a spot, like. Because it has a spot. Oh my gosh, I've been playing Nintendo Dogs recently. <laughs> Segue. Uh, I've been playing Nintendo Dogs, and you know when you go on walks with your Nintendo Dog, sometimes you run into other dogs, and they get to like play for a bit. Mm. I ran into this dog. His name was Spot, and he was one fucking color. He had no spots on he him. Was the Spot? What? He was Spot. He was Brain. like yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know Spot. A yellow spot. That sounds like... Whatever, I'm like, that's a dumb fucking name for a dog that doesn't have any spots. <laughs> Kelsey's halfway through her growler. <laughs> yeah, she's a little brusque. I'm Pepsi. Okay, so then Cassandra, like, shoots an arrow. Also, Maximus is there with the other horse. Because yes. he's in love with the other horse. Cassandra shoots an arrow and they're on a boat and she starts pulling the boat. There are two horses on that boat. Yeah, and she's pulling She's that strong. Boat. Also, there are guards walking on the bridge right above, and you're telling me they don't see the the no. that close to the. Bridge. Why aren't they paddling? Yeah, they make too much noise. Yes. What? What horses make noise? But not the of the boat. You can hear the water. Yeah. It's dumb. It's kind of dumb, but it's also an animated movie, so whatever. Um. Okay. Then we see the king and the queen. And the queen is like, don't worry. The queen speaks. She speaks. Don't worry, Rapunzel will be fine. And then the king has, like, his PTSD voiceover flashback of Rapunzel being kidnapped. Yeah, it's a really deep moment for the king. Yeah. You're really actually digging into his character. Yeah, he's, like, he's scared to lose her again. He wants to protect her because she was gone for 18 years. Yeah. So that makes sense. He's traumatized. It's his daughter... As a baby was literally ripped away from his home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's scary. Okay, so cut back to the girls and oh, we get our other song of the movie. Wind in my hair. I got the wind in my hair and a song in my heart and it's only beginning. <laughs> so I, wish, I believe it is time for a live performance. A kazoo solo. Alright, hold on. Let me set up. Hope you enjoy these because they're not going away. Every musical, I don't care if everyone says I hate them. Skip it. This is my moment. 
We like it. I do also like that this becomes the theme song for the show. It does become the theme song. Okay. Uh, go. song of the show which is super fun yeah it's it's the better of the two songs agreed yeah no i think so too it's fun i got the wind in my hair and then the reprise like the little extra verse at the end that that's like that's the actual theme song but this becomes with the the wind in my hair this song is playing and they're just doing adventuring stuff where they're like aha we are in nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's cute. Uh, the wind is blowing. She's like looking at the fishes in a pond. Yeah, I when she looks at some fish. Like, and they see a wolf, and Cass goes to like fucking kill it with a sword, but Rapunzel just like pets it. I watched this and I said out loud, that would not happen. You would get destroyed by that wolf. It's a wolf. You would be she pets it like a puppy. Like good for Rapunzel, but like that's you a bad remember, message. You gotta children. remember Disney princesses. And animals always get along. You're right. You're right. Uh, and they run with some like fireflies, and yeah, just like fun nature and the winds blowing in her hair. The animation in this song is also very good. Just like an extra added to it, I yeah. felt like they probably put a little more budget into this song because they'll probably show that on Disney Channel at random points as like a bumper. Yeah. So. Oh, so the song ends. She like jumps off the wall with a yeah. rope. Yep. Down on so now they're the exploring the outer wild. Yep. And they get to a very spooky bridge. Which I I got some gripes about this bridge. It's like falling apart. Yeah. And they this, go across anyway. This bridge is so clearly falling apart. Yeah. Why is it not blocked off by anything? I'm fine if they would have gone through stuff that blocked it off. Right. But like if this is a road that was been abandoned, obviously someone had to have built this road at some point. Is this like a main road or are they on some back road? Even right? if it's a back road. I think it was a back just because like they're going to the wall but they're also going through like a bunch of woods to get there they're going to the very special location that we'll get to later yes they're a very special location a sus location yeah if you will. i just think it doesn't make sense for this not to be blocked off i'd be fine if they went through again blocked off but this is a bridge that's clearly falling apart i know that lawsuits may not be a thing that's yeah. completely reasonable in this society but like this is something that is such a clear safety hazard, yeah. and someone will die to this eventually if they you don't do. block this off, do something about it. This is it's dumb, and that that is the thing that I am most angry yeah. about in this movie. And I kept thinking about it because so much things happen on this bridge. Yeah, yeah. Something about this bridge. The only thing I could see as like a defense for the bridge is that it is technically outside of Corona, um, so it might not belong to anybody. So nobody might maintain it. And that's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That, um, but yeah. That, oh, and then this was where they leave the horses behind. Yeah, they can't cross. Yeah, because it's fucking falling apart. Yeah, because they're breaking it because they're heavy. Because horses are fucking gigantic. So, so maybe they shouldn't cross. Right? Maybe they should find a different way to cross instead of a falling There's got to be more than one bridge to this place. Because okay. if there isn't more than one bridge to this place. It might be far away. Why did you make this bridge? They're trying to get in and right. out quick. It's like Bridge Terabithia. 
No. They're not. Uh, someone dies. I know, but they use the, like, rope swing. Yeah. And it breaks and the girl dies. Sorry, spoiler for Bridge Terror Bithia. You had your chance to watch it. Yeah, you yeah. did. And that, very oh my god, that movie traumatized me as a kid. As a child, I was like, oh, she's just dead. She's dead. I like came downstairs crying and my mom's like, what's wrong? And yeah. I'm like, the movie, like, she died. It was so sad. Yeah. So they have to just take the risky shorter route across the bridge. Yeah, so secondhand trauma from this crossing. Yeah. Okay, so Cassandra's like, I want to show you these, like, spiky rocks. They sprouted. Came out of nowhere. They sprouted a year ago. So six months before the movie Tangled took place. Yeah. It's been six months since then. Right. Yeah. That is an interesting point. I don't think I realized. Yeah, because you said a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that will be explained in the show. I don't know. It probably is explained later. We just don't know the answer. Um, because we didn't finish the show. We only got like seven episodes. We watched episode seven today. You've seen yeah. all of the show and have spoilers for us. Spoil us. Yeah, please yeah, do. Actually, so we don't have to do the work of watching it. There are some good episodes, but so far there's a lot of not good ones. It's just filler right now. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Cassandra reveals that this is where they found the miracle flower that saved the queen and Rapunzel's lives. Sus. Which, okay, can we talk about that flower for a second? How you just have to sing to it and it heals you, but they put it the whole fucking thing in a tea to give to the queen, and now the flower is gone forever. Seems like a bad use. It is a bad use. I feel like the queen should have just sang. I think they just didn't know the song, so they're like, let's make it a tea. Yeah, they probably didn't know, so they were like... I mean, like, what sane person is going to assume to use a flower's natural healing effects to sing to it? They're going to think to put it in a tea. Yeah, and I guess it just works that way, too. You but don't yeah, even have I to sing it. You should have some just, seeds, though. You just make it hot, and it's magic. Magic. Yeah, it's a lovely tea. The magic comes out of the flower. Start your electric kettle to put your little <laughs> flower in. Um, anyway. Rapunzel touches the like spiky thing and it glows and then it explodes. Uh, yes. It's like a big blue explosion. Like that's fun. In that same moment, if you're if you're paying attention, you can see this is something happening. <gasps> what her to, hair? To Rapunzel. Yeah. Her hair starts turning blonde and the spikes start popping up from the ground. So they start running. And Cassandra like kicks down a tree. Yeah, or something. She's like she has to prove in the moment that oh, I'm not evil. I didn't just leave you to an evil thing. Yeah, I just can't get over how sus it is that she brought Rapunzel. Is this is this how her evil arc is revealed? I don't know. Like she's like, I led you there. Yeah, I don't know. Like she's like these very dangerous things popped up out of nowhere. So I'm and they're indestructible. Yeah, they are indestructible. Bring the Princess to these things to look at them. That sounds. You maybe really should bring other people there. I guess she didn't. She's not allowed to sneak out either, huh? Yeah. But like, this is national emergency. Maybe. Yeah, I think other people should know about this besides them. Just leak it to someone that you trust that can get the voice out elsewhere. Yeah. So then Rapunzel's hair is like full on super long blonde again. It's yeah. back. It, it, it happened quick. You'd yeah. think it would be like really a quick. shoot like semi-long transition period no it's just like it's there. 20 seconds later so. yeah like yep and they're running on the bridge and the bridge is falling apart and the hair gets stuck this of hair um the entire movie while it's long and this is not something that i'm surprised about it happened in the og film as well the size of it the length of it is 
always different. Every scene is different. Some scenes yeah. it is enough to fill up an entire room. Some scenes it is the not length. even the longest hair you've ever seen. Yeah, like the bridge scene, it's like the length of the bridge, but the bridge isn't like super long. Also, then like in a scene later, it fills up her entire bedroom, like you were saying. Yeah. No, that definitely is not consistent. Um, okay, the bridge goes like fully vertical for a second mm-hmm. and then falls back down. Cassandra grabs Rapunzel and the hair is pulling her down. And then Max runs to the other end of the bridge to like break her hair free. But then the bridge is falling apart and there's a spiky thing. So like Max jumps. It's a theoretically endangered scary moment except for the fact that we know that Ever After happens. And we know that Tangled happened before. They wrote themselves into this spot where it's like, oh, we can't have a prequel explanation of like these characters or a post explanation of these characters where like consequences happen. They have certain begin points and end points they have to fit. Yeah. But you know, it's just action yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, it's kind of intense with like the spikes popping out of the yeah. ground behind like, them. I'm surprised none of them got impaled. Yeah. Um and then Max like jumps and Rapunzel jumps on him as he flies by and then they pull mm-hmm. Cassandra up and it's like, yeah, we did it. And and Rapunzel's like, um my hair. Well, actually, so. Cassandra almost falls off, and then the yeah, other horse, yeah. the other horse, gets her by her hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, but my hair. How are we gonna explain this? One problem at a time. Yeah, one problem at a time." And then they're like, "Oh no, how do we get back in?" Or Pumps is like, "I have an idea," and this is like a tower. Something I like about this though is that you've you've seen the whole night pass. Like, you've yeah. seen them sneak out in the middle of the night, and now it is morning. And yeah, it's back. Kind of like morning to get back. There. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, Max goes around to the bedroom door with the guards, and he's, like, looking at the ascot, like, poofy neck thing, and he, like, scolds the guard, and the other guard's like, I told him it wasn't protocol. (laughs) So, again, with the guards, I I thought it was funny. I like that the guards are characters and, like, fleshed out characters. Yeah. Um, and then Max, like, shoots the guards away and he goes into the room, and, uh, he pulls up Cast Rapunzel by Rapunzel's hair. Yep, so that's how they got up in the old-fashioned tower way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Throwback. Did you know there was a movie before this? Rapunzel <laughs> used to do that all the time. Yeah. So they need to cut the hair, but then it like keeps breaking all of the metal shit, and Cass keeps trying all of her special knives, and none of them work. Even like the giant fucking executioner okay. axe. What I don't get is after she has tried like five different weapons, why does she keep trying this? I Maybe feel like this one will work. I'm a little annoyed at how reckless and, like, wasteful she's being with these weapons. I'm surprised Rapunzel was like, cut it, cut it immediately, and doesn't even, like, ponder maybe keeping it, because maybe it's useful, but I guess it has just caused a lot of trouble in her life. Yeah. So And she doesn't want to get in trouble. She doesn't want to, the whole thing was, she doesn't tell people stuff because they don't want Cassandra to be found out that she snuck her out. Yeah. Yeah. So if it gets found out, like, it's just... That will be known that she the, snuck out. Yeah. The reason Rapunzel keeps it a secret is because Cassandra says, like, I'll get fired. Once again, done for. another yeah. sus moment from Cassandra. Yeah. Right? She and, seems so evil, but she's not. Mm, not right now. Not right now. We are led to, at the end of this movie, believe that she never acted in malice. That no. is true. Um. Okay. So then Eugene knocks on the door, and Cassandra's like, don't tell Eugene I'll be in trouble. Like, we won't ever see each other again. Like, she's fully manipulated, Rapunzel. Yeah. She's like, I'll get in so much trouble, and I can't, like, help you anymore. 
and like we'll never see each other again. We're best friends, so don't do it. And Rapunzel's like, okay. It's so they start in Survivor. <laughs> what? Um, so they start trying to hide the hair all over the room, but then Eugene just comes in and sees the hair anyway. Yeah. Um, this is the one where it's like it's filling up the entire room of hair. Where yeah. if it's just the amount of hair that they showed literally a scene before, they could have hidden it pretty well. And then in later scenes, they effectively hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't think of that yet. They had to think in like two seconds and it didn't work. Um, I, I don't and, think my disgust for that moment was portrayed accurately auditorially wise. I went basically, oh. Uh. <laughs> so Eugene starts like freaking out and he's like, okay, I'm not going to ask how it happened, but actually like, please tell me what happened. I really yeah. want to know. He's like, I will respect your decision and I'll, are you, I know you'll tell me when you're ready, but please tell me. Yeah. And she's like, thank you for understanding. And he's like, come on. No, you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. What? Just tell me right now. Um, and then he's like, okay, please don't feel like you have to hide anything from me. And, like, you don't hide things from the people you love. And then the mom knocks on the door and he's like, woman, hide your hair right now. <laughs> totally against what he just said. Um, and they hide it this time. Yeah. Well, Rapunzel just says, don't come in. Yeah. And the mom's like, can you come out to breakfast? And Rapunzel's like, okay. Yeah. She's like, I have a lot of getting ready to do. Uh, I'm a princess. She's like, my coronation's in two hours, and I have to get this yeah. shit. But the mom's control. like, it's really important to your dad that you come out. Yeah. So she does. And they're at breakfast, and Rapunzel hides her hair in the big wig that we saw the Duchess wearing earlier. <sighs> How to get in there? I don't know. The bigger the uh, wig, the better the princess. Yeah. And then the dad, the king, he starts talking about, like, the struggles of being a king and a father. He's like, you're gonna be queen someday, and there's like evil out there, and we also see like the evil guys doing evil things, and he's like, it's my responsibility to keep the kingdom safe, and one day will be your job, but until then, just like trust me that I'm keeping you safe. Yeah, as it shows all the evil people purposefully getting arrested, so they're taken yes. to the castle. Yup. And then the king also agrees to be a little more lenient. Yeah. With the guards around the puzzle, and she's like, yeah, thanks, and she runs off. And he's like, oh, teenagers, like, oh, my gosh, teenagers are so hard to deal with. <laughs> She's 18. But... I mean, yeah, teenager, um, yeah, she might be, like, like less mature for her age. Yeah. She didn't grow up with anybody else. Yeah. But also, this is just plain strange behavior. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so then Cassandra's, like, sewing. And Eugene's like, I want to know the secret, but they're like, oh, they don't like each other. And I wrote that Cassandra's like being kind of rude to Eugene. She's so dismissive of him. I'm like, yeah. I thought this was a problem on Cassandra's end, not Eugene's end. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the mom comes to talk to Rapunzel, and she gives her a box. And inside of the box is a journal. Why does she need to put it in a box? Well, there were two there journals. Oh, right, right, there are two journals. She couldn't just hide one. Yeah, whatever, just put them both in a box. Um, and the one journal is filled with, like, adventures that the queen went on. Yeah. Before she was queen. Once you became queen, adventure days were over. Yeah. Which is the problem that <laughs> Rapunzel's worrying about. Yeah, she's like, I didn't even get to have my adventure part. I just, yeah. Um, I, I'm, how, sorry, you're going to talk about this scene, too, but... I really like this scene because it's yeah. like the mom really coming in and being like, I know you're struggling because I went through the same thing. Like, yeah. I was a really, really adventurous person, too. 
Yeah, she's like, I was just like you. I yeah. just wanted to get out. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I did everything. So I did everything. Yeah. yeah. And um, then she gives Rapunzel a blank journal. And she's like, you need to figure yourself out, too, and, like, make your own memories and fill your pages. She's like, I don't know what you're going to fill it with, but fill it with something, and I love that. Yeah, so it's, it's really cool. She's being a good mom right now. Um, and also there's, like, French words in there, and it means there's more in you. There, yeah, there's more to you. There's yeah. more in you. And then they hug. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet moment. All right, so now it's carnation time. Cassandra's, like, hiding the hair in the wig again, and she's like, I wanted help, but then they would know. Um, and Rapunzel's complaining about her shoes. And again, this dress covers her feet, so I don't... It doesn't get... make sense. And it's got, like, a like a hoop skirt in it, too. Yeah. It's so like the dress really isn't coming movie. up. You no will way. never see these shoes. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. way you'll see them. So, Who is forcing her to wear shoes? Yeah, we see the evil guys for a second. They're, like, sneaking in and pretending to be the guards. Um, and then Rapunzel's walking down the aisle in her big poofy dress, which is a cute dress. But she's, like, stumbling because of her hair and her shoes. And it's like, girl, take off the shoes. But yeah, she whatever. Um, and then the Duchess is like mean to her again. I'm like, yeah. that's so mean. She like storms out. She's like, this could take forever, and she leaves. Well, there's a reason for the well, Duchess yeah, being know. mean. <laughs> she Duchess mean. leaves, and she like has a map written in her fan. Yes, in her fan. Yeah, and then Smart. she starts like beating up the guards. She starts beating them up, and then she lets out. Um, the evil guys, and we find out it's Lady Kane. What? Lady Kane was the Duchess the whole time, and nobody realized. Yeah, and she was always rude to Rapunzel. Yeah, because she's evil. To be fair, every royal was rude to Rapunzel. Yeah, she's maybe not the girl wondering. that got bear hugged. I think she was. <laughs> she was just kind of appalled. Yeah, it would have been weird if she was nice to Rapunzel, because then she wouldn't have blended in with the other royals. Yeah, so back- that would have been a good twist. Yeah. Back at the coronation, the evil guy dressed up as the guards, and Cassandra is kind of suspicious. And she's like, um, she sends Pascal to go find Maximus. Yeah. But then, like, Lady Kane interrupts. She's like, it's me. And Eugene is like, Lady Kane? So, like, he knows who she is, because he used to be a, mm-hmm. bu- a burglar. Or, yeah, he used to be uh, in, uh, in league with them. Yeah, probably. Or, like, in the same circles. Yeah, they didn't really touch on that. Yeah, I'm like... We're supposed to assume. Yeah. Jean knows who she is, uh, but I don't. (laughs) All right, I don't. Um, And then Lady Kane is like, Rapunzel, this is all your fault. Because... It's Rapunzel's fault. Yeah, right, that she was kidnapped. Victim blaming. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, She's like, after you were kidnapped, the king locked up all of the criminals, including my father. So your dad was a criminal. Yeah. And you're like, ah... She was saying for petty thief, for, yeah, which is um, usually not, depending on how petty, again, we're getting one side of the story here, but like, if someone shoplifts the candy bar, if someone steals a loaf of bread, I don't think they deserve that long of a prison sentence. Maybe well, just 30 years. Two years for what you did, the rest for running. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. So then Lady Kane starts locking everyone up at the ceremony, including the king. And he's like, Rapunzel, just stay put. But then Rapunzel's like, nope. And her and Eugene and Cassandra start to fight anyway. And Rapunzel, like, rips off her wig. And she's like, my hair is back, baby. And everyone does. Huh? Also. Oh, my God. And the mom's, yeah. like, stoked about it. Yeah, the mom is so excited. I love yeah. how supportive she is. Oh, <laughs> yo, your magic hair is back? Sick. Sick magic hair. I always wanted to see it. 
Yeah, because she didn't get to. That's how she was born. With her magic. Yeah, because she didn't get to see, like, the magical properties. And now her hair is indestructible. Yeah, so it's, like, really good. It really comes in clutch here. Yeah. Um, Rapunzel, like, breaks the cage of the, like, the carriage door thing with her hair. Because it's, it's super strong. Because it's super strong. She has so much control over it. Well, she did in the first I know. movie, too. I know. She, she's had a long time to practice. Yeah. That's, like, she can, like, throw it and it, like, wraps around shit, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Considering that, you imagine doing that with your own hair. No. No. I don't think that's physically short. possible, but I also don't have magic hair. Yeah. yeah. You should. I magic. try to sing at it every night and it doesn't close. Yeah. <laughs> when I brush my hair, it's just frizzy. <laughs> Um, okay, so then they're, like, fighting the bad guys, and Rapunzel's like, Dad, get out and take Mom, and they're, like, fighting, and Lady Kane fights with Cassandra, actually, which is interesting that they have the main villain fighting with Cassandra instead of, like, Rapunzel. It is interesting. Um, but, yeah. It's a better one-on-one matchup, I guess. It is yeah. better one-on-one, and, and Cassandra's good at fighting. And this gives Rapunzel time to go rescue everybody. Yeah, and she grabs a frying pan with her hair, and she gives it to Eugene. Why would she attack with a frying pan? It's like the movie. (laughs) And um, This is based on a movie? Yes. (laughs) Eugene goes, thanks, Blondie. So he gets to call her Blondie again, because now she's blonde again. Like the movie. Um, And Cassandra's beating up Lady Kane. And then, okay, Lady Kane, like, knocks Cassandra down, and then she throws away her knives. No, we were mad about this. She not only... Dude, just stab her. Cassandra is fighting with, like, a candlestick. Yes. And it gets knocked out of her hands. She's on the ground, and instead of finishing her, she goes, you know what? I don't need these swords. You know what's a good weapon? Hand fans. Bam. Instead of my knife. Against a floor, like like, a candlestick the height of Cassandra. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a five-foot-tall candlestick she's using. Yeah. And she could have just immediately gone, stab, you're dead. I understand maybe she didn't want to go for a kill, but in that case, you can just sit on Cassandra and win. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, so then Cassandra, like, knocks out her fans, and Lady Kane tries to grab her knife again, but then she fails. Yeah. Like, dude, you should have just kept your knife. You were the one who threw it away. Yeah. And then she, like, flips away, and she's like, I'll be back. But then the door knocks over and, yeah. like, squishes her. So then it's they just max. arrest her. There is one scene where Cassandra, like, like tries to trap Lady Kane's, like, hand underneath the candlestick, and she just pulls it out. <laughs> yeah, at least she was smart for part of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Lady Kane just gets arrested. Yeah, after that, like, totally pummeled by that door. They just, like, we got really no characterization on Lady Kane. No, no. And they almost set up, because she was like, I'll be back. This isn't the end of me. And then she gets arrested. Well, so maybe she does come back. It's maybe. possible. I feel like this is just, I know nothing about this, so this is just me yeah. spitballing. But maybe she recruits Cassandra to become evil Ooh, from, like, the dungeons maybe. if she's being arrested. Maybe, maybe. They definitely set up that she could come back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if they wanted to. Or she could just be gone forever. We never have to. Maybe that was the point of arresting her is like, we have the option of bringing her back yeah. or not. She yeah. could become a big villain. Yeah. If you say, I'll be back and let her get away, then she has to come back. <laughs> All right. Pause. I have to go get my charger real quick. <laughs> but what if we didn't pause? There's this, like, I wanted to talk about this in the beginning, so that's why I'm saying it now, because we're not. 
Um, but like one of my favorite lines right at the beginning, Eugene says, uh, Rapunzel had the world's most dramatic haircut. And I'm like, that is so accurate. It was very dramatic. He like cut it with the shard of a mirror. Yeah. Which, Which how? That gives unrealistic how? beauty goals. Imagine so being good. able to do that with just a piece of mirror. Yeah, that must have been a really short piece of mirror. It it really is the world's most dramatic haircut. All right. So then at the end of the fight, uh, the queen like hugs Rapunzel, but the king looks unhappy. Man, do you think yeah, the king's he... going to be happy that his daughter snuck out when he specifically said, don't sneak out? And, and that she fought when he specifically said, stay there. Yeah, so that night we see the king and Rapunzel talking, and she admits that she did sneak out, and she touched a weird spiky rock. She also notably does not say Cassandra was with. No, she said she acted alone. Yes. That she snuck out alone and touched the weird rock. And the king goes... I do that every night. <laughs> I like touching weird rocks at night. Alone. Alone. the <laughs> indestructible ones. Yeah. And then the king goes, there's something I need to tell you. I love you. Yeah, it's very dramatic. It's <laughs> super dramatic. But, okay, so he's right now he's being, like, really understanding instead of mad. He's yeah. like, you know, he's like, I'm worried um, since the hair is back. Like, that was the reason you were taken in the first place. So, like, I'm going to up security again. Yeah, it started really nice, and boy, did he ruin that real fast. Yeah, and she gets really upset, and she goes, there's so much more to me. Yeah, there's more to me. Like, in the book. Yes. Yeah, and she storms out. And uh, I just want to note, this is the last time we see the parents in this movie. Not the last time in the show, obviously, but, like, that's how their arc ends, was her, like, storming out. Yeah. Is it later she... Um, also painting in the notebook. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, Eugene comes to comfort her, not her yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's the end of the parents' arc for this movie. Obviously, they're in the show. I don't remember if they ever resolve this in the beginning of the show. I feel like they must, because otherwise it feels really weird to be end with so the fact weird. of, you are never getting out of this tower, ever. And then the first episode is them getting out of the tower. Yeah. Well, the second episode is her, like, out on the town, at least. Just doing fun stuff. I think the first episode is them trying to figure out the hair more. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the episode, a couple they, episodes. They may have mentioned a couple lines in the beginning, but regardless, this is in the movie played as, like, a very serious threat. Yeah. And it is not in the show. Yeah. They throw away a lot of stuff from this movie. It's yeah. very dramatic, and then a lot, like, the show... It's very dramatic up. and feels very plot set up which makes yeah. it weird that the amount of show that we've seen has not tackled it. Yeah. yeah, the show just ignores it for a while. Yeah. Um. So then, like, back in her room, Punzel is drawing in her little journal, Yeah. and Eugene brings her a cupcake, and he's also like, um, I never apologized to you about, like, the proposal, and springing that on you. So I'm glad they're, like, resolving this. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm sorry I put you on the spot. And she's like, yeah. And, like, I'm sorry for running out. Yeah. Because that also was bad. She's like, that probably wasn't the best reaction. Yeah. So they're being, like, really good, open and honest with each other. Like, yeah. they have a good relationship. Um, and he's like, I just, like, I don't understand why you said no. Mm-hmm. But I promise that, like, I'm going to be patient and understanding until I understand yeah. The reason why. Like, I'm just going to be here for you. Yeah. Which is so awesome. It's so good. He's a good I, guy. Yeah. I love the relationship building, like, with the mom and 
Eugene in this movie. And even with the dad, like, he does pretty good stuff. Learning how to understand each other. Look, the dad is traumatized. He is traumatized. (laughs) So he's trying his best. He's trying, and, like, it's kind of working. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And then Rapunzel's just like, just asks him to be patient with her, and he says, Yes, I'll be patient. Yeah. And then they finally get to kiss. They finally kiss. Yay. They Yay. kiss. Decom kiss. <laughs> yeah. And then he There's leaves. not many decom kisses, even though this one's animated between characters we've already seen kiss. Ring of the Slate had like five. Yeah, we're, we are high kiss per average right on now. this podcast. Purely because of Ring of Endless Light. <laughs> they did, like, tease the kiss in this movie, like, four different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it well, didn't. <laughs> Genius had a kiss, too. Really? Yeah, they were in flying in the air, and they kissed. Wow. Yeah. A lot of kisses. One of the kisses. decoms I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, you should. It's a good one. Um, And then Rapunzel reprises her songs. So she starts out with, Life after happily ever after. She's like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And then, and then she goes out on her balcony and goes, I got the wind in my hair and a song in my heart. And it's a theme song. It's so good. It's really good. It's kind of iconic. The wind in my hair. Oh. Um, and also, okay, so her, her hair is like fully being blown sideways. How powerful is that fucking wind? Oh, yeah. How? Strong as that wind, no, and the air's like light weightless, so you're fine. It's also indestructible. Yeah. I'm like, an ow that must hurt your neck. Like, she should fully be, be pulled. Yeah, like, I want you to just like, if the wind blows at all in her hair, she does. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a sail, actually. <laughs> uh, and then we like fade out on the castle, and we see like the title again, like Rapunzel or Tangled, uh, before ever after. Sure. And then it, like, cuts. But then, oh, a little teaser at the end. We see a mysterious hand, like, look, and they pull some bushes and they look at the spiky rocks. Yeah. It's the most basic and stupid, like, teaser thing for it. Because it says, oh, remember this thing that caused the mystery that is obviously the plot? It's relevant. (laughs) It's going to be relevant. Ooh, watch the show. Oh, do you want to know what happened to the spiky rocks? Yeah, that's what, like, caused the entire plot to happen, and it's not been resolved. And it's still there. Yeah. I, they did not need this end teaser scene. No, they no. didn't. No. Well, it's, like, less than 30 seconds, so I'm not, like, mad. It was, like, five I, seconds. Yeah, it was, what? It, it was just really felt weird, weird at it, the end of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, weird. Ah, oh, I just really love that it ended on, like, the intro for this, the yeah. show. I just think that was very clever and... Fun. Yeah, and like the title sequence of the show, isn't it her journal with the little illustrations? Yes. That's why I think she is drawing out the story that's and, happening right now. Yeah, and then that's why maybe it's more of an artistic style because like she's currently telling the story. Yeah. And she gets the journal and she's painting in the journal and this the story we've already seen is paintings by Rapunzel. Wouldn't it be so cool if, if, if in the finale of the show it cuts it's to like the to three? Her- to the 3D animation version of her uh, with the like book. Like, closing the, her journal. Yeah. That would be so That'd good. That would be so cool. I doubt they do that. <laughs> it would just be such a good... I mean, like, maybe I'm thinking too far into this for a DCOM show or, like, a D- Disney Channel show. But, like, that would just be such a good layer of, like, storytelling for this. And, yeah. like, a good end to the story. Yeah. You can always have too much faith in Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I can only be disappointed. <laughs> All right, so that's the movie. That's it. All right, overall thoughts. I'm gonna. I'll start this one off. 
animation once again i can't stress enough i think it's beautiful yeah i think it's the best part of the movie and it is what makes me not on it it makes me like this movie i don't think the plot's that good it's really congested without developing anyone but that's because it's really a show pilot and show pilots are so rarely good I really like it as a show pilot. I think it does a good job of introducing, like, what we're going to do in the show. These characters are. Yeah, and we know the characters already. And it does a good job of just continuing what we know about them. As a movie, I don't think it stands that well. Agreed. No, I and I don't really view it as a standalone movie. I view it as we're getting ready for the show. The only reason we are calling this a DCOM is because Disney did. Yeah. This is one where if we had our say, it wouldn't be on this list. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that this movie, like, when I watched it the second time by myself, I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I also went with in with, like, knowing it's a prequel to the show. And, yeah. like, at the last time, I I knew it was a prequel to the show, but I was more like, movie, you know? You were ready for a movie. Yeah. And this time you are ready for basically two yeah. episodes of a TV show. Yeah. So if you go into it with that mindset, it's definitely better than, like, a movie. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I love the songs. I love the art style. But, yeah, plot-wise, it's not. It's like, also, because yeah. of everything we've mentioned, incredibly hard to rank compared to everything it's so else. so hard. Because it's not really a movie. It's, it's not really a movie. It doesn't have plot structure. No. It's just introducing the premise of the show. Yeah, there's not really any resolution. No, because you're supposed to watch the show, so exactly. it's like, it's, it's weird, yeah. It's not really an intro because it's characters we already know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just middle slash beginning. Um, okay. You can't even be watched alone. Like, you have to have seen the movie and you have to watch the show after to, for it to make sense. If you want it to be resolved, yeah. Yeah. If you want and it to you have sense. to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so final Jankhouse ranking for this is 60. Really, really mid. Very yeah, mid. Super mid. Not mid as in bad or mid as in good. Mid as in literally middle. Yeah. Benji has it at 54. And I have it even higher at 46. But still, like, pretty mid. Um, Let me see what tier I have it in. B tier. I also have it in B tier. All right. So we feel very B about this movie, which I feel like is fair. It's so hard to rank it. It's really like the stuff that it does well, which again is the animation, is good enough for me to be like, I enjoy this, but I don't yeah. care about it. I was going to say as far as like other, I can see why it's ranked high for you guys, like higher B tier for you guys, because it is like genuinely well made. Yeah. And decoms are typically not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the plot, on the plot areas where it like falls back down. I have it directly below Genius. Which is pretty fun. Which I think I would move Genius up after having rewatched that. Uh We will have to do a special session of re-ranking the movies that we have redone. We should have a whole podcast of you guys just re-ranking I don't know how fun that would be. I think it would be fun about like people would, I feel like. That will be a Patreon bonus. We do not have a Patreon. (laughs) Don't let that joke. Maybe it'll be fun to see like your thought process on changing them. Uh, Maybe we make like a combined list. Oh, yeah, make a combined list where we just talk about it. Because, like, like as we go, maybe after or like after you finish all of them, you like come back and review the rankings. Yeah. Close ranks. Ooh. Yeah. Re rank. Yeah. All right. I think that means it is time to spin the wheel. Spinning the wheel. Before this, Bay, thank you for being our guest for this episode. Yes, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for listening to me rant about random tangled stuff. <laughs> Thank you for discussing this movie with us. Yeah.
Super fun. Bay will be back yes. eventually. For sure for Camp Rock. Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Probably also like Descendants. Mm-hmm. Bay is also a big fan of musicals. Yeah, I like musicals. <laughs> so we'll have her on for some of those. All right, let's spin the wheel. Oh, first we have to bet what we think it's going to be. Do you have a name for this wheel? Decom wheel. I don't know. I feel like, because like a channel on YouTube has the wheel of mythicality. Oh. So it'd be fun if you named it. Maybe that should be a comment section like thing. What should we name the wheel? Yeah. It should have a fun little name. Yeah, it should have a fun little name. Uh, Benji, what movie do you think it's going to be next week? I two weeks. believe the next movie Horse we are sense. going to watch. Oh, based on Horse Sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Den Brother. Ooh. Den Brother. I'm going to say Going to the Mat. Oh. With two T's. No. Oh, maybe I don't want it to be that movie. <laughs> All right, spinning the wheel. Oh no, it's frenemies. Oh no, guys. Oh, that is not a very good one. We watched that one late in our marathon, so it's more fresh on our minds. We we know that one's bad. We do. I didn't. There are worse. There are worse. There are worse ones. Not many. (laughs) I didn't watch this one, but I knew it was bad, and that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, not good. Wow, so tune in in two weeks for uh, us to talk about frenemies. Wow, okay. Uh, find us on social media, mainly TikTok, um, at the Decom Duo with some underscores. Our last TikTok, um, as of recording right now, was a genius TikTok that actually popped off pretty well. So if you found us from that, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, other than that, we're always on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening where you are listening right now, you can find us there again. Yeah. If you want to comment, um, I know Spotify has a feature where you can like comment. Uh, YouTube, obviously. We're also on Anchor. I don't think we've ever said that. Like Anchor has a feature where you can like send in messages. That's how we distribute our podcast. And of course, uh, the decom duo at gmail.com. Yes, we would love to hear from you guys. Fan- mail yeah fan mail we'll read your fan mail we just want anything (laughs) you guys could do fan art of the wheel or things from the show or (laughs) what you think uh kelsey and benji look like Uh, other than the drawing that's our picture i think you have one tick we have tiktoks that show our faces on the tiktok actually yeah both of our faces are shown on the tiktok we've done a face reveal you just gotta dig for it yeah you gotta you gotta research guys All right. I think fan art would be so cool. Like if they send fan art in of like be fun. that would be really fun to receive. Or like fan art memes about yeah. you yelling about stuff. <laughs> That'd be super fun. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. Scenes from our next episode. Oh my gosh. Your best friends with your dog? What Why is that the first one that they show? Dude, your dog ran away because you were mean to him. Why is Zendaya only in bad decoms? Like, exclusively terrible decoms. Well, they have a dance party. That's awesome. Why did they try and make three bad movies at the same time, which makes it worse? This is going to be fun. Why are we doing this, Maris? Oh my god, this podcast was a mistake. We did Starstruck and now we're doing Frenemies. We're killing it. At least Starstruck had stuff in it. (laughs) Like...
This movie. Oh. <laughs> Cut. <laughs>